if you're going to ask about Peyton Thorne, then I'll switch mine and say my question is about Rivaldo. Because then, so I was going to say Rivaldo. I was going to say I was going to say right Rivaldo. Yeah, right. Because yeah, I think Rivaldo is another one too. Where uh, th- this is especially for someone who, I mean, the last six months or so that he's been at Auburn represents a pretty significant percentage of the time he's been playing organized football at all. Because he was a late arrival to the sport, high level basketball player who was sort of under recruited. Now he's playing tight end and. Everyone seems to be blown away by his potential and uh, the athletic ability. And I feel like Luke Deal would have an up-close look at what Rivaldo is and what he maybe could be over the course of the season. Going off that, so the Rivaldo question I would ask is, like, what is Rivaldo Fairweather? Bring, what does he bring to the tight end room that you guys might not have had? Or, you know, like, what, what more is he giving? Because I think we all can kind of see statistically – there's a level of big play. His yards per catch at FIU is at a level that really an Auburn tight end has just not done. He just They just have not put that up, those kind of numbers. Because if you look, Auburn's tight end history, pretty thin, especially considering the fact that John Samuel Shanker just, like, smashed the single-season records. and back. Like, that – there's a reason for that because Auburn hasn't been traditionally a place that throws – I mean, it's the same thing. Wide receiver, there's not a deep history there. So, tight end, you're definitely not going to get that as much as a receiving game. So – it's just what does he bring to the table? What is he doing? What is he kind of lifting you guys? Because a guy like Luke Deal and a guy like Tyler Fromm, Brandon Frazier, may see a little Michael Riley Tucker this year. They all have a skill set and they all have it. But I think one of the reasons why, got to remember, Fairweather was the first transfer this, this staff got. And so, like, what stood out about him for, like, why was he a guy they felt like he needed? And what does he bring to the table is, is, is the question to ask Deal there. And I think there's also a question as far as, you know, depending on how deep philosophically Luke Deal wants to get, what does a tight end do in this offense? And in the case of Luke Deal, Justin, I mean, I I know you're a big fan of uh, of Jay Prosh and, and, and what he was, uh, yeah. was, was able to do. Like, are you when, – when someone's got Luke Deal's skill set, is he just a tight end, or, or could be? Could, could there be some other things in store for him? Because people have been raving about his blocking since yeah, he, he got he on, played since fullback. He, he played since fullback he got on campus, yeah. the last staff. Yeah, he played fullback on the last staff. It'd just be interesting to see kind of what that role is. Panger, we kind of gave you, we kind of left you with not a whole lot here on field wise. So I, I feel like this is an opportunity for you to to really impress the judges here. I was gonna go in a, the direction of like. Because Hugh Freeze's passing games have had success wherever he's been at a school like Auburn that does not have hardly any receiving history, what does the offense look like? You know, schematically, what's different? I'd be curious to know, like, how in depth he would want to go. Yeah, it's it's his use of big guys too, like big wide receivers on top of you know just not just tight ends. You know, you look at. I mean, hey, he's had some. He has some guys who are tanks be really good receivers for him over the years, and and Luke Deal's definitely one of those type of guys. But it's like, where do you see kind of the difference happening, and 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 stylistically where the changes are coming? One of my favorite questions to ask an upperclassman, especially if if there's been a tumultuous off season too, uh, we got a we got a story out of Derek Hall asking him this question at Media Days last year, Justin. How seriously did you consider leaving? And mm-hmm. what were yeah. the sort of factors that led you to stick around? And I'd be curious in the case of Luke Deal, you know, did he think about continuing his college football career somewhere else or 
or or even try, trying to make it in the pros or moving on from football uh, over you know, because of the course of events of the last year or so. Okay, so I'm glad you mentioned that because that dovetails really nicely into the next. I'll, I'll start. Cam Stutz. I think you could ask a similar question to Cam Stutz because Cam Stutz has been at Auburn for a very long time. There's been a lot of guys that have in class his classes and classes after him that have gone. There's been transition. I mean, think about it. Cam Stutz came here when under Malzahn, and now he is now on his third head coach. There's been so many offensive line coaches, so many different coordinators. Now, Stutz is a guy that's interesting. He has a chance to start this year at guard. It's going to be very interesting to see where Jaden Muskrat fits in, if he's a guard or a tackle. Tate Johnson, where do they kind of see him? Jeremiah Wright as well. He's going to be in the mix in fall camp. This guy who's played a good bit of football, had a solid spring as well, talked to us as well uh, in the in, in spring practices, which is usually a good sign about where uh, you know a team feels about a guy. Um, so I think Stutz is like, you know, you don't want to get like too blunt with it or something like, yeah, why are you still here, dude? Like, obviously he has a chance to keep playing, but like so many other guys have gone and moved on and done something else. What made it so that he stayed here and is now, like we said, have, have an op- he has an opportunity to once again – compete for a starting job and hold it down this late in his career. Stutz is class of 18. So, I mean, when you... <laughs> that, is a, that is a long time ago, man. No, when I when I name, like, signees from the class of 18 alongside Cam Stutz, it is like going through a museum. Like, it is a long time. I mean, Matthew Hill signed with Auburn in the class oh, of 2018. Man. Matthew Hill. Cam, uh, 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 Christian Tut signed with Auburn in the class of 2018. So, uh, uh, let's see here. Smoke Monday was was in that class. Roger McCreary was in that class, right? So I mean it's it's odd to think of them as Cam Stutz's peers because like you said he's still Jaleel here. Him and Jaleel Irvin came in in the same class. Jaleel Jaleel Irvin, Jaleel Irvin also a class of 2018 guy. So yeah, I think you know it's a little bit reminiscent of Troxel, right? Where it just felt like he was always a, a, very close to securing a lot of playing time and now maybe the opportunity is there for for Cam Stutz to do it i'll throw a name out there it kind of reminds me of dan do you remember robert left as his in his final year where it turned into like oh wow he's not only a starter but he's like a good starter for 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 you that was kind of his his tracker dude who was a reserve may have gotten a little bit of playing time maybe got spot starts here and there and then his final season at auburn as a very old <laughs> senior um played really really well had a, had a had a strong year at uh, at offense tackle i believe he was a right tackle on that team I'll throw another name out there, and I'm biased because this guy's a friend of mine. But I believe Andrew McCain oh, made yeah. his first. I believe he made his first career start, uh, the first game of his senior year, fifth year senior at Auburn in 2009, and started every game that season at right tackle. So that's a guy who waited to, to, until well into his career to break into the. And, and it took a new coaching staff. Right, didn't didn't happen under Tuberville. That was when that was when Chizik and Malzahn showed up and remade the offensive line in '09. And McCain started, I think, every game on the offensive line that season for uh, in, in in his final season. So sometimes it takes a little while for things to click, but you can get a great player that way if the development has paid off. Dan, you got one question for Stutz? Yeah, you know, I think that Cam Stutz would be a prime candidate to ask about. I mean, either how are the new guys fitting in, right? Like, seems like Cam Stutz would give you a glimpse into the three transfers, uh, Dylan, Avery, and Gunner. And I guess I shouldn't just say three because you've got Muskrat as well. You've got someone else who's coming in with with a, a history of playing. But yeah, how the how the new offensive linemen are fitting in feels like a, a question for Cam Stutz. Even though he's competing for playing time with some of these guys, it still 
still seems like he would be the best source. And even for that matter, maybe some of the new defensive linemen, right? Because Cam Stutz worked against them in the spring. Guys like Marilyn Moe and Justin Rogers and uh, the, there's there's another one, right, uh, Justin? There's there's a the new 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 arrivals on the defensive line. Lawrence that Cam Stutz Johnson. may have worked to get Lawrence Johnson. So yeah, maybe Cam Stutz would be somebody who can testify to how the new arrivals on the line of scrimmage are fitting in, and and if there's anyone maybe overachieving that people should look out for. Painter, Painter, I sent Painter, I sent you a tweet by the way. I don't know if you saw it, but I, I sent you one of my favorite tweets ever. All right, good. Uh. Like I was saying earlier, Cam Stutz has been a guy who has spent a lot of time at Auburn. He's been through a low period of offensive line play, recruiting, development, all, all that. A lot of criticism, you know, a lot of different coaches. I want to know because, you know, Dan, they came out of spring practices saying, like, one of the biggest stories was, man, this offensive line's taking a big step forward. It's, it's, there's a lot of difference, a lot of change. This could be, this could be a, a unit that turns things around for Auburn after years and years of struggling there. I want to know from his perspective, hey, man, you say, like, how much different does this feel? How much different does this line, does this unit, does this group feel compared to some of the other ones that you have played with and are seeing? And don't want to, you know, throw your other teammates, your former teammates under the bus, but, like, why does this one feel different? Because everything we heard coming out of spring practice was it is going to be different. And if Auburn's going to be successful this year, especially with the running game that they want to have, it needs to be different. So, you know, I think that's the – I think that's something I, I would I would ask Studs. All right, Painter, here you go. Elijah McAllister, the man of the hour. Where are we going? When did he first learn to play piano, and what <laughs> is his favorite song to play? See, now we need more of those kind of questions in media days because a lot of times you'll hear the same ones over and over and over again. You can see the guys are kind of getting a little tired of it. So you need to pepper those in every now and then. I remember I think- one of my favorite... I think Dan mentioned this too recently. He's working on a PhD, yeah? Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's kind of, you know, I, I don't know. You could go somewhere with that. I really hope there's a piano around that he can go to and immediately just start playing. I'd remember love when to D4 see if, did that? Yeah. Like, remember when D4? Yeah. I will say also, um, one of my favorite stories I've ever written uh, from Media Days when it was back when I was at The Athletic was me going back and forth talking to Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson – 